It happened again in a conversation the other day. It happens fairly frequently. Uh, someone was talking about things going on in their life, and the things that were difficult and painful for them, really perplexing. And they, they, they admitted that they were really kind of angry with God and frustrated because things were so hard they didn't know how they'd go on. And th- then they quickly kind of stopped and said, well, I shouldn't be talking like that, I'm sorry. And my response was, well, God can handle it, and um, you, your feelings are your feelings, and you have to observe them and be attentive to that experience. And you're not alone in people in the history of our faith tradition who struggled with the same questions, but who found a way to get through it. Uh, people like Moses and Abraham and David, saints like Mother Teresa and Teresa of Avila, people, even people like Julie Andrews, that'll relate later, but even like someone like Julie Andrews, and I'll, I'll explain what I mean. Because here's, here's what happened with all of the people that I just mentioned. They had experiences where it wasn't clear, like, what is God doing in the middle of this? Where is God in this? And it seemed like things were quite dark. But then there's a shift. There's a kind of shift that was in that Julie Andrews had when she played Maria von Trapp. You've seen the movie Sound of Music a hundred times, I'm sure. You know that song when, the, when there's a storm raging outside and the kids are all afraid and they pile into um, Maria's room? And Maria says, well, think of your favorite things. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. And why? Because when the dog bites, when the bee stings, when I'm feeling sad, I simply remember my favorite things, and then I don't feel so bad. This is a very Catholic movement. (laughs) Because the idea is, in a time of struggle, in a time of storm, you remember. You remember the ways that God's been with you in the past. You remember moments of grace from the past. You find it in a lot of the Psalms. Psalm 77 starts out this dismal psalm. Oh, Lord, in my grief, I think of you. I'm not getting any sleep. I can't close my eyes. Nothing seems to help. You know, you seem to have abandoned me. And then there's a shift where the psalmist says, and then I remember. And then I remember the wonders of old. And the psalmist starts to list the things and the ways that God had been present in the past and the ways that God was at work in the universe. And then he had strength to get through it. Not that the other stuff was magically disappeared or went away, but then there was hope that you could get through because of the memory, because of what had stuck in the soul of the way that God had worked. The readings today are important memories They're important memories to help people get through very difficult times. And it's an example for us to remember as a community. The first reading from Genesis is the call of Abraham. Abraham is a man of faith. And God makes a covenant with this very young man. And he says, I am going to make you the father of nations. Uh, Your ancestors will be as numerous as the stars of the night. God speaks to Abraham directly. Can it get any more clear than that? It was this kind of beautiful moment of clarity in the life of Abraham. And Abraham holds on to that, wrote it down, so it gets recorded, it gets passed down. And Abraham would need that because Abraham had a lot of struggle as he journeyed toward the homeland. Abraham had a lot of struggle as he and his wife Sarah struggled with the the fact that they just weren't able to have children for so long. But he remembered that call 
and he remembered the promise and remembered God's fidelity. And that gave him hope in the journey. That gave him hope in spite of the obstacles. And ultimately, we know that Isaac, their son, was born, and Isaac uh, gave birth, or Isaac and his wife gave birth to Jacob, who gave birth to the 12 sons, who were the, the tribes of Israel, who went on to fill the, the, the land and became father of nations, Abraham. Paul um, is his communities at a time when they're experiencing hardships. It says in the first line, at their hardships, there's hardships going on in the, the, the community there. And Paul then reminds them of the grace of God that's with them. He reminds them that he saved us and called us to a holy life, not according to our works, but according to his own design. And the grace bestowed on us in Christ Jesus before time began was now made manifest. Paul reminds them of the, the, the gift that God gave us. And that, that memory would help them get through the more difficult time. And the transfiguration, the story that we hear of Jesus and Peter, James, and John is huge in the same regard. Jesus has been performing miracles. People love it. The words he says are electrifying. People are getting it. But Jesus knows. He's intuitive. He's bright. He's God. He knows what's going to happen. He knows that there's hard times ahead, and he's tried to prepare them. Just before, uh, in the, the passage before the one we heard today, Jesus is saying to them, yeah, um, but the Son of Man is going to be persecuted, he's going to, and he's going to be killed, and on the third day, rise again. What did the disciples say? Nothing. It doesn't stick. They don't get it. So he knows it's coming, so he takes just a few of them, and they go up the mountain go up a mountain that's kind of a symbol of a place of transcendence and Jesus prays and as he prays it becomes dazzling clear who Jesus is he's there with the, the great giver of the law Moses he's there with the great prophet Elijah and there and it's a bright and shining moment and Peter who always wants to act 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 he says oh this is great let's, let's do something let's build something we should make this moment flat. Let's, let's put up some tents And the voice from heaven says, this is my beloved son, listen to him. In other words, don't do anything right now. Just take this in, listen to him. Listen to him. Experience this, take this experience in. They fall to the ground in fear and when they rise again, it's just Jesus with them. And he says something odd. He says, don't tell anybody right now. Not until... Not until I rise, the Son of Man rises from the dead. There's a time to tell these stories. You don't want to just tell them willy-nilly. You don't want to put them out there all now. There's some things that shouldn't go on Facebook right away. <laughs> there's some things that you hold and you treasure for just the right time. For us in our spiritual life, we can learn from this dynamic. And the first thing, for us to build a robust spiritual life that's an anchor for us in the difficult times that helps us get through the really trying times the first thing that we're called to do is be present to our experiences be especially the experiences of god and that could be anything that could be a moment here in church it could be a a lyric from a song it could be a moment in a relationship Uh, i heard a beautiful story a wedding that i presided at a couple years ago um in the sacristy, one of the groomsmen said, when did you know she was the one? And he said, well, I'll tell you what. He said, we had been dating about a month and my father died upstate 
So I went there by myself and for the wake and the funeral. And I was really hurting. And I, the wake had been that night. And I got back to the house and she called and she said, how are you doing? And he said, I didn't want a burden with her. So I said, oh, you know, I'm fine. And there's family here and all that. And they hung up and he felt lonely and he felt terrible and, and he was just suffering so from the grief. That morning uh, when he woke up, there was a knock at the door and this woman that he'd only dated a short time showed up, had driven four hours overnight because, and she said when he opened the door, I know you're not all right and I'm here for you. That's when he knew that she was the one and he was present to that experience. And let me tell you, that experience is going to get him through a lot of stuff and get them through difficult times that inevitably come in any marriage. Another, it could be an image. Um, I did a funeral for a woman yesterday. It was a beautiful funeral. A woman who was, uh, was young, but her family talked about how she was so moved by the image of a butterfly. In fact, many of them wore a little butterfly pin. She'd suffered from a, uh, an illness that took many years and was, was really brutal. But that image of a butterfly helped her because she thought of the process of becoming a butterfly. That, the, you know, it begins as a caterpillar and goes into the tomb of the, of the cocoon. But what emerges is something beautiful and, and new life. And that was her hope. She was, she, she was present to that experience and that image and it became a source of hope for her in the time that she needed it. So we experience, try to be attentive to the experiences that God sends us, whether it's raindrops on roses or whether it's in relationship or whether it's a moment of clarity and prayer. And the second thing is that we remember it. It's hard to do when we're suffering, when we're hurting. It's hard to put ourselves in a mindset that we let ourselves go back and think of the ways that God has gotten us through things in the past. Think of those things that could bring us consolation and peace and hope and really draw on them. And we're called to remember them. That's why these stories were written down. That's why they're told. And if we don't have the experience in our own life, we can draw on the experiences of people in our tradition. We can remember Abraham. We can remember the words of Paul. We can remember the transfiguration and attach ourselves to those and make them our own story that we remember that can give us hope. And finally, we share them. We tr- when the time is right and the moment is right and the, it, it can be helpful that we can share a word of consolation. We can share an image or a story, something that could be consolation for someone else who's going through a dark time or a hurtful time or a time of storms. This is what we're called to. This is what God offers And in this season of Lent, where we're headed toward Holy Week and a lot of stuff that we will observe, the the, the great difficulties, the worst days of our life, the worst days of Christ's life, then we have these sources of hope and the stories we tell during Lent, the source of hope and the stories that we carry in our own hearts and minds and souls. Let us pray that we might be a people who remember and so be a people that can move forward with hope and courage and peace.